0: Oral felicitations, audio programming consumers, I am Ron Dennis, and I am dispensing to you a quantity of encouragement to apply visual and other sensory attentions to our new McLaren 650S. It is an optimal sports car, and we are experiencing significant levels of positive human emotions at its announcement. Oh. I apologise, this one has a speck of dust on the engine cover. And will now be scrapped. Transmission ends. Hello, and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed coming at you, El Frasco, which is like Al Fresco, but mispronounced, <laughs> which is a great start to a programme. <laughs> Joining me in the blue corner, Richard Porter. Richard, welcome back to One Speed. Man. Hello. How it's, are you It's then? lovely to be El Fiasco, isn't it? El... It's <laughs> nice. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> it is El Fiasco. You can probably hear that we're in central London, and you'll hear buses and things going past, and if you listen very carefully, we've got a tree at the bottom of our garden. And there are some little tiny birds in there that are making an interesting and new noise when you don't get the wind across the mic. Hey, listen, talking about new people turning up, I want to congratulate you oh, on you, Junior Sniff. Thank you. And in the grand tradition of children's programmes, started by Blue Peter, you know, they do the whole giving gifts on the programme yes, thing. Yes, I'm going do. to do that. No. Yeah, yeah. it's embarrassing. Oh. It's, it's a bit. <laughs> full. It's not even fully wrapped. That's so you can oh, enable oh, it close. to open... Let's have a look. It is. No!
1: <laughs> oh my lord, thank you! They're little baby grows. <laughs> but they have the Sniff Petrol logo on the front with latest edition underneath. That is fantastic. <laughs> you can buy them now. Thank Harry you, mate. <laughs> that is brilliant. I don't know what to say. Well, that is superb. you got
0: to fly the flag and there are oh, two because of course one's always going to be in the wash. Yes, well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that is great. Well I'm hoping Junior Sniff will enjoy this. Wonderful. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. That's from all of us on the programme from Zog, oh, Violet and our kids and Finn the Cat as well. Anyway enough of family matters. Did you manage to see much of a race despite being a dad now? My
1: son was born about twenty minutes before the Australian Grand Prix started. Good lad. Well, I say about. He was born bang on the nose of six forty in the morning <laughs> here really? in the UK, and the race started at seven, I think, didn't it? So, yeah, yeah, uh, you'll understand that I was a bit busy. Uh, (laughs) Being a kind of new dad And anyone who's ever had their first kid Will know that sort of strange feeling of just going Um, oh my god Now what do I do? Yeah, well it's sort of that But then tempered with that kind of He's the most brilliant thing I've ever seen in my life And I made this Or co-made it So I missed the Australian race I caught up with it later Because one of the greatest inventions in the world I've discovered Is the iPad Other tablets are available But... (laughs) If you're nursing or holding a small baby and he's gently falling asleep in your arms, yes. a laptop is a bit intrusive. Yes, A big telly, you find the remote is just out of reach and you ways. can't yes, finish that's on. Right. Yeah. But a tablet, you can hold or balance on the arm of a sofa and then with the wonders of iPlayer and such, you can catch up. And one thing I discovered is the BBC didn't have the Australian race live, but they did have the whole thing on iPlayer. Mm. So I started to watch it. And then I got interrupted by nappy changing and things like that as I ended up just sort of scooting through the highlights. But I watched Malaysia. Malaysia was a good race. Uh- well, I was a little bored by the end, I have to admit. But I was also distracted because, again, new parents will understand this. And forgive me if you've never had kids and you're not interested in children. Just give me a free pass on this one because anyone who ever has had kids will know that you just can stare at a new baby for ages yes. in wonderment. Yes. And particularly, as he's only two weeks old now, but already he's starting to figure out how his limbs work and how his face works and there's just <laughs> really Well out. exactly I mean it's, it's potentially it's a what a 50 year process but um, it's something that you can just watch and he's pulling faces and they have seemingly no relation to his mood but they are amusing to look at all the same and I was sort of doing a bit of that rather than fully paying attention to the race
0: I tell you what you know your son looks a little like Murray Walker Ooh. at the moment he does the spirit does,
1: yeah. of Murray I did try putting my glasses on him but they were too big and I thought I don't want to have to go to the doctor and you know, <laughs> okay, well, how did you damage your son's eye, Mr. Porter? I was trying to put glasses on him for my own amusement. And now that you've said he looks like Murray Walker, it's worse.
0: Malaysia, you said, it was yeah. a little boring. A little.
1: but I didn't see I, that much. Well, you see, one thing I don't buy is I, I know that the cars are getting a lot of flack for being too quiet. Yeah. But it didn't bother me as much as I was expecting. Yep. You don't miss like, it so much on no, TV. You I'm you sure it's different there. Do you know what's weird is when you hear the drivers doing the in-car... And it sounds like they're just on the phone.
0: Yeah, yeah. From, oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or
1: just on an intercom from the next room. They're just go, hi, how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, rear tyre feels a little soft. They're talking normally. Yeah. That's weird. I mean, if you're in a lot of road cars doing a fair clip, you have to raise your voice
0: slightly. True enough. All speak very clearly. Yeah. I mean, Hello.
1: I don't understand. I suppose because the engine is behind them, the noise disappears away behind. Yep. And even so, and the mic must be right up by their mouth, yep. but even so, the way in which they're just talking normally is very strange. It keeps freaking me out. At first I thought, I didn't know Vettel's got a new engineer. And wait, that was Vettel! <laughs> yeah, Why yeah. is he just talking like that? Uh, but anyway, apart from that, the sound didn't bother me. The start of that Malaysia race was actually quite dramatic, wasn't it? There was a lot going on. And I always know... If the racing is gripping and absorbing you, because I stand up sometimes. Yeah, yes. And we I all realised do. I'd stood up. I didn't yeah. have a baby on my lap at the time, fortunately, because that would have been bad, but I stood up because I was like, Wow, this is gonna be great
0: and then it sort of ebbed away from me. I've got a good size screen here, and mm. yet when stuff happens I stand up and walk over towards mm. the screen. I want to get yeah. in there with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Know. It's that isn't it you want to get close to the telly, I, that's part of it. I think we all do that. It was good and you're gonna hate me saying this, that Red Bull's performance was better than we were expecting it to no, be. But don't begrudge that. Would you think I was taking some
1: horrible schoenfreude (laughs) from them having an awful testing season? I like the fact it's mixing it up, but but I also quite admire the fact they've somehow pulled it out of the bag. Incredible. Yeah, that car looked like absolute dog poo during
0: testing. In a year when the other teams are saying, no, no, it doesn't have to be quick for the first few races, it's just got to be there and run to the end, that's what they're thinking. But I think Red Bull are taking advantage of the two points at the end race. You know, it'll be the quickest thing in the world. (laughs) The end race will definitely get it.
1: I was thinking that. If they really, really found their feet later in the season that they could actually take advantage of a rule that seemed to be designed to try and stop Yeah, them. yeah. So- oh, yeah, go,
0: yeah, The chances of that happening! But the Williams romance is about to return. It was announced today that Smedley's going to Williams. I think his contract finished with Ferrari on April 1st. Oh, I thought
1: this had already been announced.
0: Sorry, it, it was announced that he'd started oh, today. Oh, I see. Ah, He's right. in there. Because... I'm going to say poor old Philippe, and you're going to disagree with me, but he had the everyone's quicker than you message again. Well, he
1: did. Now, there's a way to stop this. Be quicker. (laughs) I mean, I know it's easier said than done, as we stand here in a garden in North London, (laughs) neither of us are professional (laughs) racing drivers, but it does strike me that he ain't got the chops for it anymore. They should just find somebody else, because if he's being told that a whole different team with a whole different teammate in a completely different car that he's not fast enough and he must let his teammate through... Well, we've been here, haven't we?
0: Not only have we been here, but we've used the exact words. I thought it was a very unfortunate choice of words. Whoever's going to be the race engineer, Smedley, will... will... Well,
1: no, is he, though? I thought I'd read when they signed him that he wouldn't because they were going to bed him in with a new guy and that Smedley would come in in some other role. I don't know. Wow. I could have got that wrong, but I'm sure when they announced it that that's what they said, that he wouldn't, because I thought, oh, brilliant, we'll get to hear him going... Come on, Felipe. The roundy thing in front of you <laughs> changes direct You know this, come on, it's basic. <sighs>
0: oh, you've got to feel for him because to hear those very words while he's in the car, no matter how you feel about him, to have it delivered in that way. I know.
1: <laughs> it was so knowing, and yet I'm sure it wasn't meant to be.
0: How can you not know that? Surely they listen to this podcast, at least. Yeah. Don't <laughs> <laughs>
1: to watch something very gentle with no loud noises or sudden dramas. Oh, perfect. The Malaysian Grand Prix. Petrol! we with Gareth Jones on speed!
0: Richard you're not content with being the busiest man in the world because you've just got a new baby turn up but you've got through a few cars in the last few weeks as well. What was the extended period like when you were waiting for babies to turn up? Did you cram? Did you write articles? Did you review I did cars? Too. I had
1: to finish a book and my son was overdue and it was a good job otherwise there's a Top Gear book coming out later this year that would have been unfinished <laughs> <laughs> a few pages blank at the end or I could have just put pictures of the baby in with sorry right underneath um, so yeah I finished the book and I finished I did do a load of bits and pieces just trying to get work out of the way but i had some press demonstrators booked in as well and i had a bit of a panic because i didn't have one booked the week that the baby was due yeah i was fine we've got our little fit 500 i didn't want to put him in my jeep because it's Bit tatty and smelly, and but fine. So, and again, I'm sorry to go on about this. I promise I won't in future shows. But if you ever tried to manipulate one of these modern Isofix car seats into a car, Mm -hmm. they're bloody massive. Mm -hmm. So it turns out in the house the car seat looks reasonable size; it looks baby sized. Once you introduce it into the interior of a Fiat 500, it is nothing. Size of the interior of a Fiat 500, (laughs) and I could get it in the back and keep it all into the Isofix mountings and things like that, but. The passenger seat had to be sort of hard against the dashboard. And because I'm quite tall, the driver's seat is far enough back that it almost touches the back seat. So the baby's about a yard in front of you. Well, so, yeah. On the one hand, look down and there would be the baby's head right by my shoulder. But coming back from the hospital, that first journey, that event, that kind of significant moment where you bring the fruit of your loins back home to his home and it was going to have to be me and the baby and my wife in a cab behind us and I was thinking this is terrible it can't happen anyway he was overdue happy times just by chance I'd got booked in to borrow and test a Mercedes S-Class that's who, the sort of class. From the sublime to the ridiculous. From trying to fit a baby seat into a fit 500 to putting it in the back of an S-Class. Like oh. a business baby. So he came home like a boss. It was quite brilliant. The only thing being that when we got back to the house, I parked at the curb, went around, opened the back door. He was behind me. So I looked and I thought maybe he was shivering. I wasn't sure. He you had know, that nervous news. Oh, my God, the baby's too cold. I had the air con on. Ah, uh, Grabbed him. Into the house where I'd already put the heating on. When I'd gone home to get the car, oh, warm up the baby, warm up the baby, warm up the baby. Oh, he's okay, he's okay, 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 he's safe, he's safe, he's safe. Where's my wife? I said, what? What's, what's she doing? Why is she? Why is she just sitting in the car? Now, my son had to come out by Caesarean. Yes. And Caesarean, obviously, they cut you open, so you're a bit sore. You're not supposed to exert yourself because yep. you'll pop your stitches. It's very hard. Now, the Mercedes S Class has very big, heavy doors. Yes. With this stop system. You know the doors, normally, you open a car door and it's got stops on it, but they're sort of set, preset points. Yes. Yep. And you'll have to push the door right open for it to stop yep. and stay open. The S-Class has sort of infinite stoppers. Wherever oh. you leave it, it stays there. Oh, it's like really really a ratchet. <coughs> well, it doesn't know it smooth. feels. I don't know how it's done. I do know that it's off the Maybach. Uh, which it down of course, nobody bought, so they've decided yeah. to use it on the new S class.
0: They said they were going to push the S class yeah, oh, to the fill the Ma- using Ma- all these tricks there and there things is, that were we'll yeah. once
1: exclusively for the Maybach. So here it is on the S class. It works really well. Park on a hill, facing uphill. Go to open the door. You're used to the door coming back to hit you on the leg as you try and get out. Not anymore. Never happens. It's amazing. But then also, you're used to casually just slamming a car door. You have to put a bit of effort into this because you've got to overcome this amazing right. infinite and stopper. And thing.
0: Mrs. Sniff didn't have the well, show. Well, so
1: she's sitting in the passenger seat of a car that is parked with the driver's side into the kerb. There's a bit of camber on the street. Yep. So it's not only trying to push against the clever stopper system, you're pushing against gravity in a very big, heavy car door, and she yep. couldn't do it. So wow. she was trapped in the car, and she couldn't reach her phone, which was in her bag in the back. So she was just sitting there thinking... Well, at some point he's going to notice, and he's going to come back and get me. But according to her, I was so busy going, Oh, my God, oh, my God, baby, hope baby's okay. She claims it was about five <laughs> minutes before I noticed <laughs> that she wasn't in the house. <sighs> Apart from that, the S-Class was great. Really a very nice way to bring a baby home, I think. And, of course, you know, when you come a new dad, suddenly your awareness of safety and things becomes a lot greater, and I can't think of a safer car.
0: Probably. I came home in... My dad borrowed a Ford Zephyr. Really? Yeah. Ah. Nice sort of, I think it's yellow from Uncle Jeff or someone he borrowed it from. And uh, that was the Zephyr, the one that was like the console of the 1958 model because I was born oh, in 61. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. so can see that period car. Mm. But, for your son to arrive in an S-Class, is this the status of family cars to come? You know what you're going to go through? I predict in the next th- few years, certainly in the next two years, you're going to be saying, "Now, nah, well, you see, it was all very well being low down at kerb height before babies turned up. Yeah. But now I see the benefits of the MPV and the 4x4 yeah, yeah. saves you back when you're yeah. loading kids in. MPVs are good, a 4x4 less good because there's a higher drop for the children to fall out of the car, yeah. whereas an MPV, you know, you've got a low floor, that's perfect. I've also we been told, care. and
1: this fills me with dread, but I've been told that cars with sliding back doors are good because then in a tight car park space you can still get the door wide open. Get seat in and out yeah. But that does mean Driving something like A Ford B-Max Or a Chrysler Voyager And it just Or I, I a Peugeot 1006 oh Was my, it? 1007 I'd rather <laughs> put the boy Up for adoption Than <laughs> <the other. laughs>
0: But you know Those sliding door things They're very chic Very uh, cute Well
1: anyway I don't know We'll muddle through Come yes. on So <laughs> the S-Class was good So the S-Class was great But obviously Other things on my mind And i booked in To borrow some other cars To try out And then a 911 Turbo Arrived <laughs> Which was fantastic A Turbo S in fact which is as quick a car as you could ever comprehensively need anywhere
0: in the world. Hang on I mean, a moment. This car has the ability to tear the flesh off yes. adults. Yes, Is this the sort of thing you should be putting baby well, petrol in? Well, I didn't.
1: Because one of my neighbours came out to have a look at it, and he went, well, you won't be putting the baby in this because there's no back seat. And I went, no, there is, look. And I showed him, and he went, oh, my God, there is, and there is. Of course, anyone's ever seen a 911, those they yeah. have got a back seat. And I was looking at it, it's got all the mountings. And I thought, mm. I wonder... One of the things that I really liked about the 911 was the fact that, as with most 911s, it's completely usable. You drive around in it all day, and it's because it's got the DSG box on it, and it's an automatic, essentially. You can cruise around London. The ride for a high-performance car is really good. So you don't have to drive like a nutter, but the temptation is there. And a newborn baby, one of the things that they famously don't have is well-developed neck muscles. (laughs) And that's one thing you really need (laughs) in a Porsche 911 Turbo S, as it turns out. (gasps) So, spectacular car. But then that turned up, the Merc was still there, and then an Audi RS Q3 arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Really? It looked like a bloody German car show out the front of my house. It was embarrassing. (laughs) All the neighbours going, what the hell is he playing at? It's taken a long time for me to explain to them that I write about cars for a living, and I'm not a drug dealer or a car dealer or something involving dealers and um, <laughs> collecting all this flash metal. So I was sort of desperately trying to drive everything and have a go in it so I could say something constructive about it. But yeah, I didn't put the baby in the Porsche. But the Porsche is spectacularly good. I'm trying like to remember
0: something. who it was who did a measurement and went out and found a variety of baby seats for cars that would fit in his 911. Because mm. even when the baby turned up, he wasn't going to get rid of the 911. Yeah. And stuck with it for a long time. Still maintains He could get one of those trike buggies in the back as well. I don't know Well, where. my
1: mate did pretty much that and he had a 911 turbo an old shape one which he loved and then when his daughter arrived he put car seat in the back he found a car seat that fit and he kept on doing it and she got older and he found a different car seat and he was absolutely steadfast he would not get rid of his beloved Porsche because he could make it work that's the whole point of a 911 it has back seats yeah. you can use it as a family car one day his daughter's two I think he was putting her into the back and something went twang in his back and he ended up having to have surgery and that's when the 911 had to go mm. and I saw him the other day in fact and he's got itchy checkbook or checkbook, itchy checkbook. like <laughs> it's the 1980s <laughs> he's got an itchy bank card internet transfer <laughs> and um, uh, he wants to get another car and um, all roads keep leading back to another 911 really yeah he just wants another when's
0: that Porsche Panamera Sportback is that what they were calling it coming um, out that one I don't know they sort of hinted that it might because that would do it all know. wouldn't it do
1: you know what I was thinking this morning I was walking the dog and I saw oh. several Porsche KNs. I took a little sort of circuitous route round near where I live into sort of some of the posher streets and I saw quite a few KNs. and for some reason I was just noticing the Kn's everywhere I was like oh Kn's good job Zog's not here be furious just mm-hmm, at the, the mm-hmm. mere presence of these cars and then I remembered that Porsche McCann's coming quite soon some of the magazines have already driven it and it sounds like, like, like the K N. it's really good for what it is I was looking around and I just thought they are going to sell a shed load of those McCann's I guarantee that car cannot fail
0: well the Audi Q3 yeah. you had the RS yes, Q3 yes. That, what's it called Q3 it's R- called the RS RS Q3 RS Q3 it's yeah. Yeah, hard yeah. to get your head around. but you see plenty of the smaller of the Audi 4x4s yeah, yeah. around, They're and I don't right. mind them at all. I had one that I thought was alright, a bit odd, it sort of teetered diagonally. I thought that was a Q5 you
1: had. You're Q3 right. is it's even a smaller.
0: You had the RS Q3. Yeah, the little one. I was thinking. It's five. not very,
1: you know, I think people think of RS Audis and the RS4. Do you remember the RS4 with the V8 and the manual gearbox? Yeah. Sort of old generation. Yeah. One. That was a spectacular car. I mean, just sensational. One of my neighbours used to have one, and I used to look at it and just covet it. So it was much. the estate. Thou shalt it. not covet thou neighbour's Audi. But in this case, <laughs> it was a saloon as well. Uh, wow, rare! Rare. Yeah, rare. yeah. And those flared arches and things. And yeah. I just thought Brr, that was it was a mega car to drive, and they've never quite recaptured that and how good that is. A lot of the RS cars tend to have a sort of slightly clunky ride, and they're always very fast, but in a sort of slightly artless way. Mm. This RS Q3 is risk. It's got five-cylinder engine. It's got quite a slopey back, hasn't I it? I don't it's like a... the slopey back. The front What's looks the really point? good, but the slopey back it just looks apologetic and slightly wimpy to me. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. I'm sorry, the engine... Five cylinder 2.5 out of the TTRS. Right. It sounds quite rough at low revs, and then you clog it and it goes like a Quattro Rally car sort uh, of. Uh. Like a Quattro Rally car in the next room. <laughs> so the engine's all right, the gearbox is all right, and it's fine, but I don't see the point, And it's nearly 45 grand. I mean, you put some options on it, it's a 50,000 pound car, mm-hmm. and it's still quite small, and just why? And there is the SQ5.
0: Yes. Which one down, down, one up. Yeah. so th- yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: it's the thing. Because of that yin and yang, yes. it's bigger. Yes. Or, yeah. But it's not an RS. It's only an S. Or, yeah, down yeah. again. So You're back to where you no? were. Well, it's almost the same price. I think really? it's like s- 1,500 quid or they're about 1,700 quid between them. I would have the Q5 if yep. I had to every time because I just thought it was a more pleasant car because it was trying not to be as sporty. It was a diesel but a really grunty diesel and the quiet as well when i'm, to I'm
0: reminded of what ford dealers used to say when people used to go in to buy the new car yeah. Ford dealers would say i'd have a fiesta it's the same money
1: yeah was well they did because a while ago before we bought our 500 i was looking at buying a car because it's the yeah. same car underneath and they were yeah. doing incredible deals for them. and i spoke to a mate at ford and i went have you got any like demo cars or anything that you can offload because i might be in the market for a car and he went hmm Get your Fiesta. Yeah. No, I, no, no. But I'm quite interested because I like this compact. Need. No, really. If you want a Fiesta, I can probably find you a Fiesta. <laughs> no, yeah. no. I'm talking about just get a care Fiesta. All right, fine. Interesting. So even people who work for Ford I say that. Apparently, it costs them a load of money to sell those. KO's because they're made by Fiat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather. There's Fiatras less of a profit all, margin. on their IP, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. anyway. Where were we?
0: We were driving cars for babies. You were driving Porsches <laughs> <laughs> and the S-classes and the Audis Just one and, final uh, thing. I know we'll wrap this yeah. up.
1: I'm sorry, I was banging on about nice no, cars like I borrowed. But one of the most interesting things, again, this is the last time i mentioned it, but anyone who's ever been a new parent, hopefully this will resonate with them. We drove back from the hospital in the S-class. We got home. Before we pulled up and I left my wife trapped in the car... Before that happened? <laughs> she said... I've never seen you drive so slowly.
0: Yeah, oh. You drove like the chauffeur drives an S-Class, as it should yes. be. Driven. I want to ask, though, one last thing. That S-Class it has got all kinds of options now, hasn't yeah. it? As we know, the dirigible in the boot that floats above yes. you for the yeah. camera <laughs> and all that. Yeah. But hasn't it got an option where if you press a button, it brings your children up for you now?
1: It does, yes, that's right. Funny enough, by the time we got home, it had already taught my newborn son German, Spanish and Cantonese. Really useful. What a car. Right, right, calm down, children. As you know, Mr. Kendall is away today, and a supply teacher will be filling in. Please say hello to Mr. S-Class.
0: Yeah, hello, children. I am
1: Mr. S-Class. Come on, children. There's nothing to be afraid of.
0: Headmaster, it appears the children seem a little wary of me. Perhaps they have never been taught by a large German luxury saloon before.
1: I wouldn't worry, Mr S-Class. This is Surrey. It's simply the children have never had a teacher who's black.
0: This episode of Gareth Jones on Speed, recorded in the gardens of North London. Well, a garden in North Absolutely, London.
1: It? It's a very nice day. Your weather conditions may vary, but as we're <laughs> speaking, it's a really lovely, quite
0: warm, yeah.
1: but sort of hazy day.
0: Not too breezy across the microphone as well, which is I good. I was...
1: Do you know, I just reminded me, I was rendered mildly furious the other day when I came out of the house, and my Fiat, and all my neighbours' cars, and my bins and everything were covered in dust, and... I thought it was the people up the street who were having some building work done. And I was like, for God's sake, look at that... Well, those builders better come and clean these cars. But no, Sahara and Sand.
0: That's what they're talking about today. The air quality's supposed to be very bad today. We'd yeah, yeah. probably be better off inside. The reason we're outside is we've had the carpets cleaned inside, so <laughs> my life wouldn't be worth living if we stomped around so that's why we're out here but being outside has me in mind he said generating a link from nowhere (laughs) of the great outdoor race of the le mans 24 hours which i'm already getting excited about some months away sorry i'm just distracted by your cat attacking a bee Uh, should i stop him attacking Uh, yeah finn leave the bees no 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 chase the flies but leave the bees he torments the bees we've got this bengal cat who thinks he's a ferocious hunter and he's tormenting a bee I say Finn are you going to say anything? <laughs> that no, was a cat banging his head on up. the microphone I thought he might meow he's usually very vocal I hope the bee's gone anyway gone. sorry yeah. Big Outdoors has me in mind of the great outdoor race of Lamont. he's found the bee again Finn leave the bee alone there oh, we go bee, bee's, gone. He's bee's gone He's escaped Right, I spend more time outdoors, perhaps at Le Mans, apart from when I go camping for two weeks in August. Le Mans is the big outdoor event. But the Le Mans Leviathan Mm. has started rolling. There was the test at Paul Ricard last week where Audi, Porsche and Toyota ran. Did you see that silly Photoshop mock-up I idea? did. Did you see it? Yes, oh.
1: I did, And because you're absolutely right. Now, can you explain this to me? Because it seems to me that the Toyota particularly, but all of the cars, have gone for very upright, yeah. sort of
0: pontoon yeah.
1: front wings, if, if they were road cars. Now, is this because there's slightly more strict regulations on the length of the cars?
0: I don't know. I, I think it's probably aerodynamic. Above yeah. anything, it's aerodynamic. I described it as two 1930s streamliner American locomotives... With Konkorsky, the nose of Konkorsky, Mm. the Tupolev 144 parked in between it. You're right, the the pontoons, the front wings are really vertical. And as I understand it, the greatest effect they would have is rather than allow air to go over the top of the vehicle, it pushes it round the outside Ah. or force it to make a decision. Just as a whistle, when you blow a whistle, that sound that you get from a whistle that vibration is the air flipping from one side of an edge to another yeah. and this will do the same it will force it outside or inside so I think it's purely aerodynamic whether it's to do with cooling the increased cooling requirements of cars which are supposed to have more energy recovery this year than they mm. ever have before whether it's driven by that it's a possibility but Audi sort of pulled back on the energy recovery on the car mm. a little bit so
1: I heard yes explain
0: well they had a separate system where they were recovering energy from the front axle I believe using a motor But they also had a turbine which spun up, which stored energy, which then helped drive the electric turbine to compress the engine. Mm. They've done away with the second of that. This is interesting, because do you remember we were at Le Mans a couple of years ago? Something like for the last two, three, maybe even four hours, the Audi, that won stopped being a hybrid. Actually, the energy recovery system had stopped working. Yeah. And I think that over a 24-hour race, you've got more variables if you've got more systems on board. And they're weighing up the reward that they get against what the chances are of it breaking down over 24 hours.
1: Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought they've decided to simplify. Yeah. Because that can be the only explanation, surely.
0: Zog would enjoy that. He believes in simplicity in engineering. That's what they're doing. But the Toyota that's at close to a 1,000 brake horsepower? Apparently so, yeah.
1: Really? Well, who knows? Wow! I suppose they don't want to really say, do they? Because they don't want anyone to really know. But it's all very interesting and very exciting, because the Toyota should be good, but the Porsche seems to be going well and And now testing in its full livery and everything looks interesting and the Audi well you wouldn't bet against Audi would you so all bets are off really
0: that's what you want isn't it it's going to be tough to beat Audi no matter who you are but Toyota have had two years working it out now they should know how to do it Porsche coming in and do it the last time they won it at their first attempt in a category other than a GT category was when Verstappen won it in the Spider in LMP2 and that car had been tried and tested across a mm. s- couple of seasons elsewhere We'll see. Can Porsche do it? Oh, I wish them well. I wish them all well. Like, you know it's like at Le Mans, no matter who wins, you go, oh, well done. That was great. I know.
1: That's the thing. You just don't know. You really couldn't call it, but that's the way you'd want it to be. And in a way, F1 is why this season seems promising. Because again, mm. you just don't know. But Le Mans is a bit special like that, because it is that sort of ultimate test of, and it's a one shot deal. I know there yep. is the, the whole series. But let's be honest, we tend to focus just on the Le Mans 24 hour race. Yep. And that is an event in its own right. And I can't wait to see it. I wish I was going. I got invited and then said no because I thought, well, I'd be neglecting my duties at home and then mentioned this to my wife. and She went, why do you say no? I went, because I thought, I, I thought I'd stay here. She's like, well, you love Le Mans. I was like, yes, I do love Le Mans, don't I? But I don't know.
0: I might you may go. have the best wife in the universe. I do. I think I do, yes. If only Violet and I were married, I could say the same <laughs> as well. Talking about race series other than Formula One, you know that A1 is back. Is it? Kind of.
1: You're not confusing it with A1, the boy band, who were on ITV's The Big Reunion.
0: Damn it, that was it. I knew there was a confusion. A lot of noise, a lot of colour. Yeah. A it's, bit it's vacuous. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's
1: very... <laughs> and A1, actually, were very international as well, because one of the blokes in A1 was Norwegian, I discovered, for watching The Big Reunion. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I think it's a very watchable programme.
0: Well, apparently someone has bought a dozen... A1 GP cars. They're running with the same Zytec engine. Sorry, this is the Series One A1 cars. Okay. Before they went to those silly Ferrari knockoffs. Yeah. Made by Polsky Fiat. So think.
1: I think I know where those cars have been. I think you do. I, do, I probably shouldn't say, but I do know where they've been. Right. Oh, I forgot to tell you something about that. Off my. That just recently I saw are the doors of a warehouse open, and there were loads of A1-branded crates still in there, and this was only a couple of months ago, so...
0: Well, I think they've all been bought by an operation who are calling themselves Acceleration. This is Is Are they spelling it with an X? No, they're not, but they could. They could. No, no, they shouldn't, because
1: (laughs) I find that (laughs) slightly annoying. Acceleration. It's it's quite 80s, isn't
0: it? It's an interesting package of races. They've bought these cars, they're running those as Formula Acceleration 1, FA1, Right. but they're putting a package of races together that will tour that include A1 they include legends you know those crazy little 1930s yeah. things that you get out of and stand on the roof of yeah. big wheels like Ford Pops in micro yeah, yeah. those and trucks as well oh god and concerts by probably A1 I would imagine they going to be
1: uh, the synergies alone <laughs> are worth it and, and they're back together as we know from ITV's big reunion
0: they're selling it cheap there's gigs all over this is mad gigs, this races say, all over you but this just
1: sounds like the kind of stuff you end up watching late at night on Euro sport mm. or something. Is your sports sport still going? Almost
0: certainly not, but yes. yes yeah. so it would have been.
1: Well, all right. Let's pretend it's the nineties. It's late <laughs> at night, Addie, flicking between channels and you go, Oh look, there's those things that look like little Ford Populars. How did someone come up with
0: that as a race suit? And know yeah, it's where been that going for from. ages
1: and mm. it's completely mental.
0: Mm. oh yeah, yeah. How do you drive those things? I don't know. I know how you drive the A one cars and so they're a bit of a handful. They're not an easy car to drive. They're a mm. bit crude in some ways, but that was the whole essence of yeah, sort of a level of playing yeah. field. But A1's kind of back There's Team Sweden Team Brazil Team Belgium Team... Team (laughs) Orkney Team Anglesey Still some
1: debate about whether Team Britain should include Scotland They're going to have a referendum about it I think
0: Oh, that could get complicated But I'm very pleased to see it back because I love those cars and I love the noise they make and as you know the end of this programme you know Violet says get a chance on Speed made in London and no. you <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's Yoss Verstappen that is recorded by me at Brands Hatch in the old A1 GP 4.5 litre v V8 tearing up the pit lane and leaving in does that mean style. does
1: Yoss the boss get a royalty every time we end this show Oh, he's not the boss of anything anyway He wasn't about. really, no, his son's the boss now apparently, really? he's, he's
0: into Formula 3 now There's
1: huge litigation from Bruce Springsteen
0: about that what, I can't remember what Yoss's son's name is but it should be something that rhymes with something that means the same as boss, yes. doesn't it? Like uh, if he was
1: called Bovner, Bovner the Governor, <laughs> the
0: governor. <laughs> Or perhaps if he was called Gaylord the Overlord that would do it do
1: you think that the Verstappens put a lot of thought into this as a future proofing their son? Oh, having a nickname that, is, uh, that sort of rhymes with my first name has so been very good to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is what, I think I did a joke about that on Sniff Batchel about how, um, Guido van tried to do the same and then thought better of it
0: where, where did that have gone I can't well, even I, can't imagine. Imagine. I, can, I
1: can only think of one thing that rhymes with Guido and <laughs> it's, it's not something you want to be so.
0: <laughs> you've been listening to the parental sensibilities of Richard Porter goodbye and me Gareth and th- the sounds of oh, the school next door. You know what? I wish you yeah. could smell,
1: but I can smell a barbecue now. Someone's having a barbecue
0: at the- half two in the afternoon. There's actually we're next door to a oh, school, what an and uh, yeah, we've just realised that for the last half hour, we've probably been watched by a dozen ten-year-olds wondering why these two men are wearing headphones and talking nonsense in the I hope gar- we don't get mistaken garden.
1: for Guido van der Gaard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See ya. Send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site. follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. This is Jos Verstappen. You listen to Gareth Jones on Speed.